Greetings. You're listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast, and this is the Big 4-0, episode 40. Greetings, everyone. Are we still in the Happy New Year mode? For some, we are, since this is the first week back at work for a lot of people. Now, if you listen to last week's podcast, you'll know that we're moving into 2020 with a huge amount of intent. I intend to get things moving so that you start on that path of using your six to nine to transform your nine to five. In effect, using your downtime, the time when you're not working at the job, using that time to create a new small business. Now, why are we doing this? We're doing this because the aim is to make some new money that you can bank in preparation for being able to explore different options for living your best life in Africa or a hot country of your choice. Or heck, just having some choices. Now, to help you with this, you'll be able to get your hands on the Living Your Best Life Start Your Business Planner. And I'm really excited about this. This planner is a planner extraordinaire because there is nothing like it available today. I've created this planner so that you can carry it around with you no matter where you are. And the aim of being able to carry the planner around with you is so that when you have some six to nine time, you'll be able to work on your ideas and stay on task to start something in 2020. What I found was that when I was starting my business, what I would do is that I would have all these ideas raging around in my head. I would then go to the job and my ideas would become completely swamped by what was happening at the job. And then when I got home, I'd be either too tired to do anything or I'd forgotten everything that I'd been thinking about earlier in the day. So the purpose of creating this planner is so that it's small enough for you to carry around with you no matter where you are. So that whenever you have a little bit of downtime, you can be working up your ideas, keeping everything in one place so that when you're ready to launch, you've got everything at your fingertips. And we need to do this because we need to strike whilst the iron's hot and whilst we have these feelings of despondency at what will happen. We have no idea where this Brexit-bound Britain is going and the feelings and the thoughts and the uncertainties are still circling around and continuing to make us feel unsettled and wishing we had other choices. So whilst things are like that, We need to be doing something that makes us feel that we are at least helping ourselves to counter those feelings. And moving into starting something in 2020 is what we need to be doing. And the journal 
will help you to do this. I guess my big message for 2020 is that I'm here to tell you that we have no other choices. If you don't start creating multiple streams of income, particularly when the pressure is not as hot on you to do so, then we'll never start creating those choices. And if we want things to change, then we are the change that we've been waiting for. Now, if you want to see what the planner looks like, you can go to the Living Your Best Life in Africa social media pages and take a sneak peek. The planner will be with you as soon as I can get them printed. So keep looking out because as soon as they're available, you'll be able to get your hands on them. Now, did you know that the fastest way to start a business online is to sell a product or service that you're passionate about? You knew that, right? Because we've discussed this in episodes 5, 23 and 24 of the podcast in particular. That said, this week I want to start off with one complete online service business you can start as soon as you're ready. Remember, we looked in detail at one complete online product business we could start before the end of 2019 when we looked at the vegan baking experience. So this time I'm going to concentrate on a service business that you can start in 2020. Now, I'm giving you these templates because I want you to apply your own ideas about a product or service you're passionate about that you can use to start your own small side hustle or small business. So although I'm giving you these rough ideas about businesses you can start, the idea is to sort of get the creative juices flowing and to get you to think about something that's going on in your head that you could use to apply to the model that I'm giving you now. So if you're looking for a product-based business, then look at the vegan baking experience. And you can find those examples, as I've said, in podcast 23 and 24. If you're looking for a service-based business, then stick with me. Ready? Okay. We're going to look at setting up an online gym coaching consultancy, teaching people, brands, other small businesses and anyone else who's interested how to use gym equipment effectively and how to follow a gym plan so they can have ripped abs and keep their weight under control. Now, this model can be used to set up any kind of online consultancy business What will change with the business you set up will be how you decide to reach and instruct your audience about what you want to teach them. When choosing a side hustle or small business to set up, it's important to choose something you're passionate about. And that passion comes from something you're doing or living. The only thing to remember is that you don't have to have qualifications in this stuff. You're not joining a professional organisation. You're teaching people how to do something you know, like the back of your hand, using your passion. By choosing to start a small business or side hustle in this way, you're choosing something that you are likely to enjoy. And also, you're choosing something that you'll find easy to progress during the short bursts of six to nine time i.e. 
the short amounts of time that you'll have when you're not working the job. Okay, so the first thing that you need to think about is a name for your business. You want to make the name short and catchy so that it's easy to brand and easy for your audience to remember. You can become more specific or specialise with names when you start creating products or services to go with your business. So I've decided to call the business The Gym Guru. And that's just a name I've thought up. You can call it what you like. Once you've thought of your name, you can then think about acquiring all the handles for your name, like the website URL and Facebook and Instagram pages. This will help to secure these for your business so that you don't lose the opportunity to own them later on down the line. Next, you need to think about how you're going to let people know you exist. And the best way to start doing this is to think about how you want to make contact with your audience and keep in regular contact with that audience. For example, you're currently listening to a podcast for living your best life in Africa. And this is my way of keeping in touch with my audience and getting my message across about what I'm doing for my audience and also what I'm giving to my audience. So when you listen to the podcast, you'll hear about things my audience can do to support their interests in the things that I'm teaching and talking about. You need to think about how you want to keep in regular contact with your audience. So let's see. If I'm setting up a gym consultancy, I kind of want to think my audience might want to see words, pictures and videos. All of this might be catered for in a video blog where I can showcase certain aspects of gym coaching. Gym work has a kind of image and health aspect to it, coupled with a hint of vanity. And in whatever way you decide to keep in touch with your audience, you shouldn't be afraid to trade on these areas because the job of your business is to address the problems people are having in this area and to speak to their major pain points. So what are the pain points people might need help with when considering attending the gym? People might want to know how to choose a gym and whether there is any method to this right there at the very beginning. There are so many gyms popping up on the high street. Which one is better? Now, if this is a passion of yours, you're going to know the answer to this question. They might want to know what the first things are that they should do when they walk into a gym. For example, should they just get on with it? Can they ask for an assessment? Should they ask the person standing next to them? What should they do? If I was walking into a gym for the first time, I wouldn't have a clue. I know that there would be a push to sign me up for membership, but then what happens next? If this is a passion of yours, you're going to know the answer to this question. People might want to know whether they should train themselves or whether they should get a personal trainer. They might want to know what the costs are or the positives and negatives that go with this decision. Now, one of the pain points might be how people should use the equipment. Now here, I might want to be a bit sneaky and get my friend to record me using certain pieces of gym equipment. I don't have to say anything at the time of filming because I can add the narrative or storyline afterwards. Because there is a degree of vanity in the gym, 
people are well used to having someone film them using the equipment. So you could film yourself using different pieces of equipment and then use this footage to provide services, instructions and support to your audience to help them to get over their pain points of using certain types of equipment. Because I know that if it was me, I wouldn't know what to do. But if I knew I could listen to a video blog that shows me what to do, well, I'm in heaven, aren't I? Because you've just shortcut the problem for me. People might want to know what equipment they need before joining the gym. What trainers should they buy? What outfit is the best for doing gym work? For example, not all gym leggings and shorts are the same. Which ones absorb water more than others? Etc, etc. There is a huge opportunity to steer your audience in the right direction here. Heck, even if you were to start at the very, very, very beginning, how do you motivate somebody to take the plunge and get off the sofa and get to the gym? You know how to do it because this is a passion of yours. So all of these ideas that are running around in your head are actually answers to people's pain points. They're answers to problems that people want solving by you. The key point of telling you all of this is to show you how in dealing with the pain points of your audience, that means dealing with the things your audience is struggling with, you can become the online expert on all things to do with the gym. I want it to be the case that when people think about joining a gym or going back to the gym or doing particular workouts in the gym or even doing gym work at home, that you are the person they think about going to online because you are known to have all the answers and because your audience knows you understand their struggles. The next thing you need to think about is when you're thinking about a way to communicate with your audience, think about the best communication method or methods that you can use to answer the pain points of your audience. Now, you can use more than one, but it's best to stick to a main method so your audience know where to find you. And as I've said, you may find that using a video blog might be the best way to capture your audience's attention because you'll actually be showing them things. But you can use a mix of video and perhaps a podcast because you can use a podcast to answer people's questions. Because if your audience is engaging with you, they're going to pose questions to you. And you might decide that using a podcast or a blog might be the best way to answer their questions. Now, when you're thinking about your side hustle and your small business, the Living Your Best Life in Africa business building process is between three and five years. In all the research I've done, I've estimated that if you give yourself between three and five years, you don't have to rush And you then find that you have enough time to plan your business, launch your business and grow your business at a manageable rate. Now, you might think to yourself, three to five years, I want it now. But the point is that if you're going to do this, 
you want the business to be embedded. And you're going to find that three to five years is such a short amount of time. You're going to be wondering where the time has gone. Because trying to launch a business when you're still doing a nine to five is a very consuming process. And the time is just going to fly. So realistically, three to five years is about the right amount of time for you to start your business, grow your audience and to then start developing things that you can use to support your audience to get over their pain points. So, for example, you could spend the first 18 months to two years just building your audience online Now, you're going to need that audience because once you've built an online following, your next step is to give your audience what they want, which might be a range of products or services from their favourite gym guru. And that gym guru is you. When thinking about creating products and services, you do so using the same principle that we discussed earlier. And that is that you want to create products and services that speak to the pain points and answer questions your audience is struggling with. So, for example, you might decide to make an online multi-part video course that helps your audience to tone up particular parts of the body or a course which helps your audience to get great abs Something like this is gold dust to shy teenagers who might be too embarrassed to ask for this kind of help. Or to women who want to develop muscle but don't want to look like muscle women. You might be an expert on how to be a vegan and still build muscle. Now these are the kinds of things that you can create multi-part video courses about because you can use one of the key principle of courses, the before and after. And you can get your audience there in phases. Phase one will focus your audience on doing the basics. Phase two will get your audience to sustain the basics and move on into sculpting. And phase three will be conditioning and how to stay sculpted. Get the idea? Another thing you might want to do is to start a membership group that charges members a small fee so that once inside the group, your members know you provide great value like updated research on developing muscle, discounts for gym clothes or cheaper access to protein shakes. Remembering that if you can deliver a large group of people to market, you are much more likely to be able to negotiate group discounts on particular products if you deal directly with the manufacturer or the key distributor. So just think about that. If you have a private membership group, then all of your videos could be available to your members inside that group. And your members would then pay a monthly fee to get access to all of this great information. So let's say, for example, you have a private membership group of a thousand people 
and each person paid £10 per month to get access to the key information you provide. That's you making £10,000 per month every month before you've even lifted a finger. And with that kind of income, you're in an immediate position to make some choices about increasing your six to nine time, which is code for working on your business and reducing the amount of nine to five time. That's time you're spending working on a job. Now, if you followed the process that I've spoken about, you will have taken time to build that audience and you would have steadily been building your membership by giving your audience great content. And if you've got a three to five year time span to do this, then you will have been doing this consistently, giving your audience great content, great insight and inspiring them to want to follow you because you're the gym guru and no one else online is doing it the way that you're doing it. Now, remember, I've got a business planner that is in production that you'll be able to use to keep you consistent in sculpting your business and building this thing. So you don't have to keep all the ideas in your head. But whilst you're waiting for the planner, you can make a start on developing your consultancy business by getting a blank piece of paper and jotting down everything you think you're good at on one side of the paper and then turn the paper over and write down everything you feel passionate about on the other side of the paper. I then want you to listen to this podcast again, but this time As you're going through the podcast, stop the recording at the points where I give you ideas about how you start and grow and establish your business and ask yourself if you can see this happening for each of the things you've written down. If you can't see it and you're not feeling it for a particular idea, then cross it off your list. At this stage, we're not throwing the idea out. We're just relegating the idea to the back shelf for now. At the end of the process, you should have a short list of ideas you can start considering. And these ideas can form the basis of your new business ideas, because this model of creating a business can work with all ideas and passion. There. Doesn't that feel better already? Remember... You have to change what you want to see. And to be that change, you have to act. So why not act now? You've been listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast. My name is Dr. Asher. And for this week, I'm out.